The chances are you're a member of several or even many Facebook groups or similar community pages and forums. But the question you have to ask is, is the time you're investing paying returns? Many real estate investors assume that the best way to do this is to run their own group, but that is both time-consuming and can be a huge suck on resources. And after all, your goal is to have more freedom, not take up more time doing things that perhaps you shouldn't be doing or not getting the returns from them. The good news is that this doesn't have to be the case. And a lot of times you can use someone else's platform to be able to share your message or partner with those people who are running the communities without even building your own. That's my guest this week, Jen Campbell. She's a community building expert who's been one of only 200 community managers in North America invited by Facebook to provide their insights and feedback on building and growing great communities. In fact, Jen has been invited back three years in a row. You can say like potential investors, and they won't see what that list is called, but you can segment just to those people and make a post to that specific group so that they can see the content you want them to see. That's just one of the many great tips and tricks that Jen shares in our conversation on maximizing the presence you have on social media be it Facebook or somewhere else, and having influence in communities. She also shares a Facebook secret when it comes to your bio and how to increase your engagement in any group you're in. You are definitely going to want to grab a pen and paper and start taking notes throughout this episode. All that after the break. This is REI Branded, the podcast all about building your real estate investing personal brand. My name is Paul Cockett, and my mission is to help you, the busy real estate investor, stand out from the crowd so that people can find you easily, want to work with you, and can't wait to refer you. Meaning that you can build a successful real estate investing business without feeling inauthentic, overwhelmed with marketing, or spending all day doing it. Because marketing is how you get their attention, but personal branding is why they choose you. But before we begin, if you're a real estate investor looking to build your business and stand out from the crowd, and you don't want to wait for all the knowledge, strategies, and how-tos to be slowly delivered to you via this podcast every week, then I invite you to apply for the REI Branded Audit. That's the process I've created that has already helped dozens of real estate investors to define and develop their personal brands and build their real estate investing businesses. This audit is a mind-focusing, eye-opening insight addressing key questions like, is your message clear and consistent? Do you stand out as being different? Are you on people's radars and inspiring them enough to reach out and want to know more? The application only takes a few minutes and the link is in the show notes. After you apply, if it seems like I can help, we'll set up an initial conversation to explain the audit in more detail and answer any questions you have. So if you're a real estate investor who's committed to building your personal brand and business this year, then I invite you to apply for the REI Branded Audit. Now, back to the show. Jen, welcome. Thank you for joining us today. Personal branding, you and I are personal branding, I kind of, I would say probably personal branding nuts. So we can we could probably talk about personal branding all day long. I was interested to see your approach to personal branding and the steps that you take people through and and for the last three years, you have been recognized by Facebook as uh, an online community uh, leader. Yes. Um, how did that come about? What does that mean? And how did that come about? And, and tell us, and then we'll, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about building community. Oh, I would love to. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to be here. 
I've been on Facebook for almost 13 years now. And, you know, I spent years scrolling and rolling, liking, adding comments. And then when Facebook was like, oh my gosh, come here. I was like, it was validation for me that all those hours were worth it. But (laughs) anyway, I had a small business that was a brick and mortar store in a different industry. It was an Xbox gaming lounge, but I worked to build community, not just in my physical space, but virtually. And I used the Facebook platform to be able to connect with my customers online. I was in multiple Facebook groups and communities for other work I did in genealogy, and I worked to build community. And and the best thing about virtual communities, if you're showing up authentically as yourself, you're adding value, you're contributing to the conversation, then it's worth your time on social media. And they saw what I was doing. They chose me as one of, they sent me a notification. I applied. Then they interviewed me virtually. I couldn't see their face and I was just talking to them, you know, about what I'd done to be able to build community physically in my space as well as online. And they chose me as one of 200 people in all of North America, flew me out to the corporate headquarters, wined me, dined me. Like I don't drink wine, but, you know, they went all out, made it really fancy. And I loved it. And it led to me building these relationships with other community leaders that are passionate about the Facebook groups they run, like when about octopuses, you know, whatever it is, there's a community for that. So anyone that's out there can build an online community of people who can support each other and are passionate about whatever their topic is. People listening are real estate investors predominantly. So if they're thinking about building an online community, is your recommendation that go beyond just real estate investing and and niche down a little bit or make some kind of special element to that online community? Because if I did a search now on Facebook and looked for real estate investing communities, there there will be thousands, tens of thousands probably. You can collaborate with someone else. You don't have to build your own community necessarily. And I can think of one of my clients I worked with was Daisha Kennedy, the broke black girl. And she has a community that she's built around financial advocacy for Black women. So you can partner with another person that's in a financial or investment space that you can help build a community with. You can add value. You can go in as a guest speaker or presenter or have a process or program. You can work out an affiliate commission with people. I mentioned to you earlier, I don't have a huge social following, but I influence influencers. So you don't have to have tons of people to be able to make a difference or to make the kind of income that you want. It's about being really strategic about who you partner with and not being like creepy and sliding into people's DMs and be like, hey, give me lots of money because no way. You know, I get those things all the time. That's the last thing I'd want. It's building that relationship of trust. Like Bob Berg, one of my favorite salespeople, he says, people need to know, like, and trust you. And and if they don't, they're not going to trust you if you're super skeevy and you're like, they can sense that from a mile away. Yeah, you can always see it now as well. You go in groups and people are identified now as new members, aren't they, mm-hmm. in Facebook mm-hmm. groups. And the first thing you see them posting is the link to a Telegram chat group or something on you know crypto investing. You think, oh, really? So you've, you've spent the time getting into the group, answering a bunch of questions potentially, and then you're just going to spam us with the first thing that you do. And That's why a lot of groups don't even allow you to post links now. Right. You know, they'll like the Facebook admins that of that specific group will be like no links, no self-promotion, no, you know, adding whatever. And that can be really challenging too. So like, how do you build a relationship with a person if you can't even tell them what you do? But 
I'll tell you a secret. Yeah, I was going to say, how do you do that? (laughs) Right. So any Facebook group or community that you're part of, if you click on your name, it will show like your profile view in the group and it will say all of the comments that you've made or posts that you've had interactions with or liked. If you click right below your picture, there's a spot for you to add a bio. So you can customize that bio for whatever Facebook community that you're in. And, you know, yes, right. And then when someone, when you say something and you add value to a conversation, which I really recommend doing, someone's talking about whatever industry that you're in, that you make a comment about that so that you can, you know, get the little badge that says, you know, valued commenter or whatever, people will click on your name and be like, who's this person? And then it comes up what you do. And then you have the option, you can go to their personal profile. But one of the groups I was in today, you know, I made sure I was like, who do I have who I am? So I edited it and I said, personal brand strategist, and it's a romance novel group. And so I, I said that I helped them tell their personal brand story to give, to show that HEA, which is a happily ever after. So that's a terminology that's specific to that community and group. You say mm-hmm. HEA, like that has means something different to different people, but really knowing that audience is important. What a great tip. And again, that goes back to personal brand and yes, being specific and knowing who your target audience is. Yes. And And I'm in like, I don't know about other people, but I'm in like a gazillion Facebook groups. And I think that's part of the other reason why they flew me to Facebook. And I call myself, I branded myself. I'm a hyper engager. Okay. So um, I don't just like things. I make a lot of comments. I start a lot of conversations. I really work to build community and add value on social media. And some of my best friends are people I've never met in real life. I live in a mountain resort community of less than 3,000 year round residents, but I've been able to connect with millions of people online through social media. And that's such a powerful tool to be able to do. And when you're talking about investors, you're not limited to geographical space or, or even the same country, which is an amazing thing. So you're not getting hung up about, and you've said already, you're not hung up about the number of followers or the size of the network. Nope. It's the impact and the engagement that you're having. Yes. Uh, And And, and it's the quality and it's the quality. And, and this is what um, you can segment your friends into different groups and lists. So you can add them as a friend. You can make it so that they're restricted. So they don't necessarily see all the pictures of you and your kids and whatever it is you're doing for your lifestyle things, but only the posts that you make publicly. And I recommend that people do have those public posts so that they can know a little bit about you. But segment it so you can say like potential investors and they won't see what that list is called, but you can segment just to those people and make a post to that specific group so that they can see the content you want them to see. And do you recommend in terms of getting started or or getting more involved in communities, what are the first few things that a real estate investor should be thinking about from a personal brand perspective and from a community engagement perspective. Ooh, look at your profile. So when I creep your profile, do you look creepy? Do you, <laughs> right? Does your picture or cringy like, or cringy? Cringy, no. <laughs> super cringy, right? You know, if I look at your profile picture, you know, if I peep that profile picture, is it you now? Does it look like you? Am I going to recognize you if I see you at the grocery store because it happened to me one time, great friend from high school. I didn't know who she was because she had heavily filtered her photos. And it needs to be you, not the you 10 years and 20 pounds ago. Maybe that picture looks great, but own it. Maybe you have less hair. Maybe it's a little bit more gray. Maybe you've got more wrinkles. I know I have all those things except for the less hair. My husband's taking care of that aspect for me. But that's who you are. 
own it. And then the other thing is you have that opportunity to have a banner on that top section right there. You can, Rachel Miller, who does email marketing and helps you build your Facebook communities also, she calls it a bumper sticker. So you have the opportunity to kind of advertise what it is that you do. And you can use that strategically. Like mine says, brand you before others do, which is my tagline. I've titled who I am in my little bio. I say I'm a personal brand strategist and I help online coaches and consultants make more income, impact and influence online through their personal brand. So you have the space every single place, have updated social media links. And when you have the links and you name your page, you can name it whatever you want. And if you have consistent handles, like mine's at Jen Campbell teaches on all of my social media platforms. So you can do Jen Campbell teaches and you can find me. And my Facebook personal profile, because there's so many Jen Campbells out there, it's hello, Jen Campbell. Hmm. Yeah. Do you recommend if they're thinking about starting a community, perhaps get involved in a few communities first? Oh, yes. And what about volunteering to be a moderator or something? Because that's something the bigger groups are always looking for, because you, otherwise, if it's too big, the original founder is not going to have the time to run. No, no. And I've, I've worked with several Facebook community founders who have gotten received grant money from Facebook and their community just blows up. Or one of my friends has built the bridge when there was a huge issue with Black Lives Matter. They went from having 15,000 members to, I want to say half a million within a short period of time. So there are subgroups based regionally. It really, the more groups that you join that are around that specific theme or idea or whatever it is that you're doing, you can see how groups work, the different dynamics in them, what you like about them, what you don't like about them. And a lot of times you can use someone else's platform to be able to share your message or partner with those people who are running the communities without even building your own. Right. And is Facebook the best place to do this? It's where the money is. And the bottom line is there are 2.7 billion with a B users on Facebook. It is the largest social media platform in the world. So you can dabble your brand out there everywhere. But if you own and really embrace one to two platforms on social media and really focus on growing those, that will prevent you from being spread out all over the place. I know you mentioned before LinkedIn is where you're at. A lot of your listeners, it's probably the same thing based on the more professional thing. I'm never there. I barely check my things. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. And now that I'm doing a lot of short form video content, I'm on the TikTok. Right. And LinkedIn surprised me because I think I'm one of the first half a million people that joined LinkedIn when it started. Oh, fantastic. Um, And they had groups. They had groups way, way before before Facebook even existed, I think. Yes. And they just lost it. I don't know Mm -hmm. what it was. They blew it. And they've tried to, funnily enough, I got involved in their relaunch of yes. groups, I was invited yes. to go and give them feedback. And mm-hmm. there was a room full of people there with great ideas. And I don't think they embraced one no. of them. When we were talking just before we we started, you were saying that your business has kind of shifted a little bit and uh, you've gone from, I guess, embracing more of your personal brand, which is kind of underlines everything that you and I both talk about when we're working with yes. clients. So yes. tell us a little bit about your business and what you're doing and start there. I was standing out in the middle of the road. I was by my mailbox and I was creating content. 
You know, I'm shooting these reels and the short form video content is what every single algorithm is pushing right now on social media. So I'm out there making the video and I'm pointing up to the side down. And my husband's like, what the heck are you doing out there? And I said, it's a TikTok. He said, oh, it's really nice that you're appealing to the lowest common denominator. And I started singing a little song and snapping my fingers, moving towards the camera and said, you know, I'm doing this to build my social following. (laughs) <laughs> and I, I don't sing, I don't dance. And I was just feeling silly. And I posted that in one of the Facebook communities I'm part of in a mastermind program. And everyone was like, oh my gosh, I love this video. It's so authentic. It's real. It's you. And I realized at that point that, you know, I said, it's a cringy mom moment and cringe is that like secondhand embarrassment. I've got four boys, triplets that are 14 and another son that's 11. So I hear that word a lot that super cringe or I'm being cringy. And I realized that I needed to embrace the awkward and just be myself and cringe forward. Cringe forward. I like Cringe forward. Yeah. You know, I made a hashtag of it and I'm posting it on social when I do that thing because we get so wrapped up in being perfect. We want to come across as being authoritative in our field and knowledgeable. And you can be, and you can still be yourself. Hmm. And the bottom line is I'm not building a personal brand and my following on social media so that I can go viral. I'm not doing it so that I can do the latest dance trend or lip sync to someone else's lyrics or anything like that. I am doing it to provide the quality of life that I want for my family. I'm doing it so that I can have a business where I spend time doing what brings me the most joy. And that's why I'm doing it. And when you recognize that that's your purpose behind building your personal brand, it really shifts your focus and the content that you'll create online. And you've underlined a critical element of personal branding, purpose. Yes. And, it, and you said, I think a lot of us probably do want our video to go viral. And yeah, mm-hmm. that would be great. But it doesn't really need to happen to have a successful personal brand and a successful business, does it? No, it doesn't. And I, I don't have tens of thousands of followers. I added it up yesterday because someone had asked me for a statistic. And I have a social following of 2,400 people across all of my social media platforms, including my own personal thing, Facebook profile page, which has the most. But I'm able to impact millions of people online because I influence influencers. So I know these people and have built relationships with people who have Facebook communities of anywhere from 20,000 to a million people in them. And I influence the one which impacts the entire community. So that just proves that you can focus your energy on what you find value and what's going to give you the highest return on your energy and your time. Because a million people don't need to see your TikTok go viral for something that is not even related to your business whatsoever. That's just going to crowd your voice and your message and and they're there for not you or for something silly you did. And what does cringe forward mean? I'm glad that you asked that. Cringe, (laughs) right? When I think about cringe, it's embracing that awkward and not being embarrassed to be yourself. The C is to create. The R is resilient. The I is having your ideal audience. The N is to never edit who you are. And the G is to grow. And underneath of each of those things, it's like when you talk about create, it's the content that you're creating. Being resilient is just knowing if you create something or you say something that it's okay that you work through it and you get over your fear and you do it anyway, targeting that eye to your ideal audience and making sure that your message and the value that you add is there, that you're never editing who you are 
So you want to choose your words intentionally for who your audience is, but don't try to be someone you're not. It's okay to be silly, to be fun, to be awkward, to be cringy, to grow, to grow your following and learn as a person, your skills and evolve over time. And then that's the E just to really experiment, see what works, you know, figure out what works best for you and where you feel comfortable. Because for me, you know, I was worried about making all these graphics, having these famous quotes, you know, trying to teach people these little nuggets to show, okay, I'm an authority in personal branding until that moment where I was like, dude, it's okay. I can shoot a video of me dancing on top of my kitchen table. And my boys are like, oh my gosh, why are you doing that? It wasn't to get attention. And they're like, you don't even let us have a cup on there without a coaster because they weren't in the room. And I'm like, because it reminds me of 20 year old Jen that was having fun at the clubs. And just being silly, you know, and I, I, you don't have to be perfect. You can just be yourself. And when people get to know me, they're going to know, okay, yeah, I can be silly. I can be fun. But Jen Campbell knows about branding. Right. And yeah. And experiment. I think that's a good thing to underline for people is I think many people hold off and hold off and hold off because it has to be perfect and it has Mm -hmm. to be the right idea and it has to be the right camera and the angle and the, I, you know, the right background music. A year and a half, a year and a half that I spent holding myself back and not creating that content. I coach everyone else about doing it. I have the ideal lights. I have a really nice camera. I have the tripod. I have, you know, done the research, taken the classes, and I didn't create the content. And I didn't do it because I was worried about being cringy. I was worried about what other people would think about me, how they would respond and interact. And it wasn't until that moment where I was standing in the street and I said, you know what? I'm going to cringe forward. I'm just going to be myself and show up as the authentic Jen Campbell online. Because authenticity is my number one core value as a person. And it wasn't that I was being fake or phony because people can sense that from a mile away, but I wasn't showing up completely in all aspects of my online life. And until Mm. I did that, I I didn't feel that sense of peace and purpose that I do now. And the hashtag cringe forward, was anybody using that before? No, no. And so like, if anyone that's listening wants to create that video, short form video content, do it and hashtag it cringe forward. I'd love to check it out. And we can connect with each other that way and just move through that process together. And that's a good tip for people as well. I I say to people, own a hashtag. Now, it doesn't necessarily need to be brand new like you have, Mm -hmm. but that consistency. Yes. And then, you know, is everyone going to start using cringe forward? You know, are they going to do the cringy mom challenge? I don't know, but it doesn't matter. It's going to evolve over time. And even if it's only me in that little space. I'm owning the fact that I'm the cringy mom. I'm Jen Campbell, but that's the part of who I am too. Be willing to be like an early adopter and try something out. Like, you know, whether it's clubhouse to be able to have those conversations and creating audio short from video, whatever it is. And TikTok, I know I've said that before, and I'm a Facebook person. Here's the thing. It just came out that the people over 30 have finally surpassed the kids that are on there making all the dance drills. So it's a great space to show up for, do I want to do it? Oh my gosh, I feel super cringy. I'm the cringy mom. And I'm like, okay, here's my message. This is what I'm doing. And I'm reposting it to YouTube shorts and everything. But you know what? I cringe forward and it's okay because I'm showing up. I'm evolving my message and what I'm doing and my comfort level and how many times I'm shooting that flipping video. 
you know, it's not 47 anymore. I'm like, I'm giving myself three takes and then posting it. I have a limited time that I sit there and edit with it or add the, the captions or whatever. But back to the Facebook thing, they don't want to be left behind. And even though Meta owns uh, Instagram as well, they're making a huge push for reels on Facebook right now. And I'm in a group of Facebook community managers, which is a special certification that I have. And they have a Friday challenge for us to all create reels. And they're trying to get these community leaders to create reels because they're pushing out the reels feature to Facebook groups and communities. People don't like taking the reels. These people are people who manage the whole things. A lot of people are introverts. That is your opportunity. If that feature goes live in a Facebook community that you're in, you can create a reel. The algorithm is going to push it to the top so more people see it. Then Facebook will preference it because it's something that they want to highlight. Totally. Right they now. want right. that. Anything that keeps people on the platform longer, they want you to do it. Go live. Tell people, I'm going to go live at this specific time. Even you want to, if you're trying to get investors or any sort of business, you always want to have a business page as well as your personal profile. Because you cannot sell products. You can repost things on there. You can mention what you do for your business, but it goes against the terms of service to be able to use your personal profile page as primarily business. They will shut you down, take your profile away, decades worth of personal family photos. You do not own it. And I've seen that happen to people I know. I wasn't aware of that. They hide it in those like 50 long, 50 million page things. <laughs> Which none of, us, none of us ever read. Right? <laughs> right? You're like, oh, I think this is okay. But yeah, that's good to know. So you want to have your business Facebook page. Like mine is Jen Campbell Teaches. Right. And I've got that. And then I've also got my personal one. Now I go live for my personal page because I have more followers there. And that's okay, usually. I was going to say, you don't see a ton of activity on business pages. People still default to their... It's a little bit like LinkedIn in that sense, isn't it? People default to their personal profile versus anything corporate. What about the fear that people have, whether it's Facebook or anywhere else, that you're building something on somebody else's platform and Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Facebook, and it's happened. LinkedIn changed the rules around being able to access the emails of your connections. Yeah. And what about that as a, as a fear that people have is I'm, I'm going to invest all this legit. time. It's legit. You want another way to contact people. And that was something that I even realized. I'm like, I have these great relationships with people, but I only have a way to contact them through Facebook Messenger. I can't. One of the best things that I absolutely love, my friend Liz Wilcox, she's the fresh princess of email. <laughs> and that's my favorite software tool that I use. It's she has a monthly email subscription. It's $10 a month. She gives you templates to be able to use to build a relationship with people. And you send out a weekly newsletter or something like that. And you can start small. If you have a Facebook group or community, you can have them fill out their email address. It's not required, but have it on there so you can collect it, add value when you're sending them things, but it's a great way to convert for sales because you're in their inbox. And you can also on your business page, you can have an opt-in or sign-up form where they can do it there as well. And you can DM the people that you know and be like, hey, just in case you go on vacation for a while or hey, in case I'm in Facebook jail, I want a way to be able to reach out to you. Okay. You mentioned TikTok. So what's the, where do you see that going? Because that's an interesting demographic you shared around over 30. Because I I just always assume wrongly Uh that TikTok is for the the dance challenges and everything else. It, It was. And then the over 30 crown, they took it over, you know, and you've got the, you know, TikTok moms knowing what those hashtags are in your niche and you can follow specific things. But the cool thing 
about TikTok is it has the for you page and it has like a regular feed of the people that you follow. And the it defaults to the for you page and it exposes you to all sorts of people that aren't following you. Unlike Facebook and Instagram, for the most part, except for how they've kind of shifted their algorithm for reels on both Facebook and Instagram, it gives you the opportunity to put yourself out there to a lot more people and expose yourself to more followers. Right. You did say earlier, focus on one or two platforms. So Yes. Don't do the TikTok if you don't want to do it. I held off as long as I could. And I'm like, dude, I'm going to do it. I'm going to have fun. Okay. What are the biggest mistakes, personal branding mistakes that people make or that people should avoid on, on social media? Biggest mistakes that people should avoid on social media. Number one is not showing up with authenticity. Just be yourself. You want to be the best version of who you are. But speak how you're, you would normally speak. You know, I'm kind of cringy. I start sentences with and, but, okay. And that's how I speak. I type the same way. When I do a reel or a video thing, it's the same. You're going to get the same Jen Campbell if you meet me in person or if you see me online. Um, any quick tip to improve your personal brand on social media? Be consistent. Um, if you're going to have a picture, if you have the same picture on all of your platforms, people will recognize you more readily and it can help reinforce your personal brand. One of my signature personal brand colors is red. So I always have my red lipstick on or I'm the wearing red, like the red jacket you're wearing. Yeah, I've got a red blazer on right now, my red necklace so that you're like, oh, and my red lipstick, you know, there's a story behind it. You know, I want to be empowered and bold to be able to own my words and know that my voice matters and my message is strong. And that, that red lipstick helps me feel that. So that. yeah, you, you're, you're not a cat. Don't show up as a cat. That's I've seen that. I've seen that. Way yes. Too yes. Too. I've seen. <laughs> Unless you're the cat lady. And then you can have a cute little picture of you with your cat on your shoulder. Right. If that's part of your brand, not if okay. it's for trying to get people to invest in you. A couple of questions I like to ask all guests, and that kind of leads in from what we've been talking about. What about your favorite personal brand and why? I love Brene Brown. I love her because she talks about being vulnerable. She talks about shame and she talks about authenticity. And based on what she did, she really shifted the conversation when she gave her TED Talk about that to get people to really embrace who they are a lot more. And there's a huge shift online right now on social media to transition from the Instagram filtered version of your life to real life. Even major brands, 97% of people say the number one thing that they value in a brand, and I'm sure this works with personal brands as well, is authenticity. And then when they were asked how authentic they think that brands are, five out of 10 of them said, that they're authentic. And the brands thought that they were like an 87% or some crazy high number. So there's a disconnect. And that's when you get canceled and people don't respond to your marketing. Good point. Do you have a favorite uh, book or podcast? Yes. And I, I like to escape when I read. So I love romance novels. And I read 300 of them last year which, you know, some people are like, well, you, I write, right? And I'm like, that's like so many books. And yes, I could be spending time building my business, whatever. And I do, but I use that as a way to escape. And the thing that I love about them most, and I haven't read as many this year, I think I'm only at 77, but I love that there's a happily ever after. I love that it has that ideal story arc of like, you've got the antagonist protagonist at the beginning. There's like that 
tension and everything like that. And it works out happily ever after. And our lives aren't always perfect and happily ever after, but there's at least one morsel of good or something that we can pull from that. And that's why I love to read those books. And part of my personal brand, I'm going to own it. You know, yes, I ran, I read a fantastic book about PowerPoint presentations, you know, but that's Jen Campbell reads a lot of romance novels. So I'm going to own it. Good for Jen Campbell. <laughs> I, I'm speaking of myself in the like third person, but yeah. All right. So you mentioned a tool uh, a little while ago, somebody who has a group or a $10 email. Yes. Oh my gosh. Liz Wilcox and okay. it's lizwilcox.com. That's my favorite software tool to be able to use. She has a monthly email marketing subscription and her personal brand is fantastic. She loves NSYNC, Will Smith, bright yellow and pink, and she wears a headband all the time and she owns who she is. And I'm in a mastermind program with her. I love not only who she is, but what she represents. And she's got fantastic products. And do you have a favorite quote? I do. Right now, I have quotes that I hang as like a visual reminder to have that positive messaging around me. And the one I have right now says, when you make room for your gift to be seen, your gift can make room for you. And my uh, mentor, Roberto Candelaria said that. And it, and it reminds me that I have a message and a gift to share with the world. And I'm doing a disservice to them if I don't own who I am and make sure that my voice is heard on social media and online. Hence, cringe forward. Heck yeah. (laughs) Cringe forward. Embrace the awkward, man. Wonderful. How can people find out more about you, Jen? Where can they check you out? My handle is at Jen Campbell Teaches, and it's J-E-N-C-A-M-P. There's a P in Campbell, B-E-L-L, Teaches. And my website is jencampbell.com. And if they go there and do backslash freebie, F-R-E-E-B-I-E, I have a personal brand values template that they can sign up for and get to know me a little bit better. Wonderful. We'll make sure that's in the show notes and along with your other contact details. Yeah. And, and if they uh, slip into my DMs, like on hello, Jen Campbell at my personal page and be like, okay, I'm a friend of Paul's, right. you know, I heard you on the podcast, then I might let them pass the velvet rope to be my friend too. Okay. So. <laughs> There's a special invite. Okay. Heck yeah. Thank you. Heck yeah. <laughs> Jen, uh, it's been a pleasure talking with you today. Thank you for your tips. I love some of the tips and tools and insights there. It's uh, great, great value for people today. Have yourself a fantastic day. I will. Thank you so much. Well, was that fantastic? Did it give you some ideas and actions that you can take right now to build your business? So get to it. And if you're wondering where your real estate investing brand currently stands and some steps to make it more brandtastic, you can download our free REI brand checklist at reibranded.com forward slash checklist. That's reibranded.com forward slash checklist. Thank you for listening and have a brandtastic day.